Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. And it's Friday, the 1st of December. Welcome to Elijah Streams. We are coming to you today. I'm still coming to you from Oregon. We're going to bring on Yvonne Matia coming to you from down under in Australia. She's in uh, in Australia, getting ready for her daughter's wedding. So we'll talk with her about that shortly. It'll be fun. We love uh, Mina and Yvonne and Tia they're, and their uh, children's. How do you say that? They're her adult child, <laughs> her adult daughter and son. So it's Esther. Esther's going to get married. And then Raphael. We love those guys. So we'll bring them on in just a minute. Um, I don't try to think if there's any kind of an announcement. I'm going to just, we're going to run this quick spot about the well that was dug. This was an artesian well uh, that was dug in Zimbabwe. Artesian means it, it has its own pressure. doesn't need a pump because it's all pressurized from beneath. And so you see the, the geyser that shoots up. I think we have that, that geyser part in this video. So without uh, any further delay, let's run this one, that well spot from Zimbabwe. Here we go. Clean water comes to Zimbabwe, Africa. Hi. My name is Dumezo Enindjovu. I'm a pastor and a church planter. In 2005, we planted a church at a place called Inyati. And as we were preaching, a witch doctor gave his life to the Lord. And that gave birth to the church that we drilled the ball on. And this is just something outstanding, something that will propel our vision and gospel even further. This community, as I speak, is a different community and will never be the same. Everyone is talking about it. Yesterday, school children came in numbers to witness the drilling. And today, we installed the pump. We saw the water coming. People are just happy talking about it everywhere. This is something new in this community. They've been traveling like uh, 16 kilometers to get some water, but now it's a matter of uh, opening the tap. We've put the tap for the community and the tap for the church that they'll also grow some vegetables there. Our community now knows the love of the Lord. I want to express my gratitude to Steve and Elijah's stream for the support you are giving to our communities. All gifts are valuable, but water is life. Thank you so much. May the Lord continue to resource you. Amen. Would you consider giving towards the drilling of water wells? Donate online, elijahstreams.com slash donate. Or mail a check today to Elijah Streams. 525 2nd Avenue, Southwest, Suite 629, Albany, Oregon, 97321. Man, I love that spot. I love that commercial. It's kind of a documentary, kind of a docudrama, even though we're just kind of advertising and showing you what we've done with your support. So, And I love the line that just, it was extemporaneous on excuse me, on his part, he said, all gifts are valuable, but water is life. I love that. I'm going to be using that, frankly. So uh, thank you so much, especially in these last few days of the year. This is when sometimes people like to be reminded that 
this is their year in giving time. So if they were, wanted to get their tax write-offs before December 31, these are the weeks, last few weeks to do that. So you'll have that for your tax tax deductions at the end of the year. So I'd like to remind, we will probably remind you a little more often in these last four weeks of the of the month. So to hope we don't overdo it, but uh, we do want you to remember us in, in a time when everybody is giving in much larger numbers. So that carry, helps us carry, carry us for the rest of the year. So thank you so, so, so much. So, all right, time to bring in my friend Yvonne Atiyah. So here's Yvonne. Yvonne, good to see you. It's like you've been out of our country, out of your country, right? For for yeah. just, what, how long have you been gone now? Two weeks or something like that? Two weeks now, two and a half weeks. <laughs> yeah, we, we miss you. And I know uh, you said Mina's boarding the plane right now as we speak, right? Yes, he is boarding now and I miss you all. I miss the U.S., Steve. It's, uh, it's you know, I don't, I feel that, you know, I miss my home in the U.S., <laughs> Well, and but, you, you know, there's you're, you're not just saying that because we, we've been in your home in, in Florida and we talked about this and God did something in your heart around that time that where yes. you really began to feel that the U.S. I mean, you, you're already involved with the paperwork to get to uh, what what's the last part you're waiting for? How oh, we're just we? waiting now. We're just waiting now for the final approval. So it shouldn't now be, uh, you know, any any longer. But the, when the Lord speaks, Steve, when His voice speaks, you, you there's a peace that comes with it. So at the yeah. start, it was like, Lord, I lived in Australia for 32 years. I'm thankful for this country. I love this country. But when the Lord says move to the U.S., He gave us the grace and i know that god even used you and doreen to just speak life and even confirmation and assurance of what god's doing so now there's a love for the us and i don't say that i i don't just say that but deep in my heart i know that this is where the lord is calling us me and mina so we're not just living there for papers or anything like that we're there because there's a plan and there's a purpose. And with that comes grace and love. And so I'm just so thankful for the U.S. And I'm only here for like another, I think, four weeks because my daughter Esther is getting married on December 9th. So really we just... here, here's the, this is a couple days old. This is how <laughs> got her wedding shower, right? <laughs> Yes, so this was her bridal shower last Saturday. So that was she was just beautiful as as you see her. Yes, <laughs> some absolutely. People, yeah. Some say she looks like her father, some say she looks like me. I'm not quite sure, but she's she, maybe she's a mix. Well, you know, I never I'm never that good about saying it's more of one person than another, but but she's a, just a very beautiful young woman and uh, beautiful inside now because we've been we spent some time with her. You know, at the at the table with you several times when we yes. were in your home last. It's been a year. Can you believe it's been a year? Because it was November last yes. year. Yes. So uh, that seems like both a long time ago and just like yesterday at the same time. But well, yes. I want to ask you this now because you're in Australia. This is last last night. We had a warning that during a certain hour of the night we would get we might get snow here. That's where that's how it is right here. Uh, and we, if we got a couple of flakes, I don't know, because we were asleep during those hours. But yeah. uh, that's what our weather's like. Isn't this your summer in Australia? Yes, I was just, yeah, summer. It's hot, 
Christmas is always associated with barbecue and the beach. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, so so when when your kids did school programs and they sang Christmas songs, did they sing "Let It Snow, Let It Snow" when it was summer? <laughs> <laughs> and it's isn't it so funny, Steve? It's so funny because okay, you laugh at this. Our Christmas trees used to we used to literally get the fake snowflakes and just spray the tree. There are places where there's snow. I don't know if there's places where there's snow right now. Is there any place in Australia where there's snow now? No, there's there's a place that you can go, but not now. I think in the middle of winter, winter's like June, July, and there's a place that you can drive like seven hours away. But wow. you won't believe this, Chief, to enter the park and just see the snow. You're spending thousands of dollars just to stay in a snow lodge. Yeah, because it's really a scene, you know. And I think I once said to you, my dream one day, is to have a white Christmas, is to actually be in a state. Because Miami doesn't do the job right. <laughs> it doesn't either, yeah. Although it's probably happened before, but it would be very, very rare. Because I remember <laughs> that, in, that in Florida, they had a couple of freezes uh, yes. where the oranges were at risk. Or so. This is not, not recently that I know of, but I remember a time when I was a much younger man and they talked about losing the whole or the orange crops, the citrus yeah. crops, uh, which was really, really big. I don't know if they have quite as much citrus as they used to uh, mm. in Florida, but yeah, yeah, you yeah. can you can get. But you know, it's like, but that's actually kind of a serious question. Do the kids sing Christmas songs during your summer, where they're where they're talking, where they sing about snow, let it snow, and I'm dreaming of a white Christmas? Do they do that? Steve, all the time. So in the city, there's a, there's an event called um, Carols in the Domain. So Domain is the heart of the city. And okay. there's this one night where you're talking about thousands and thousands of people go to this park. It's a state park. It's beautiful. And yeah. everyone sits like a picnic, family picnic. They go from the morning. And at nighttime, all the celebrities come out on a huge stage and they sing all those songs with, you know, snow in them. And people are like, you know, waving the candles. <laughs> so it's actually hilarious. And I thought about that. I thought, who wrote those Christmas carols? Like, you know, until now that I live in the States and I see even the beautiful picture that Doreen sometimes shares. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, that is actually true. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it really is. And we've got, uh, we live on 20 acres. We've lived here for almost 25 years, 24 years. But out our window, we're on 20 acres, but there's farmers on all sides of us, 360 degrees. So right. there's we're, we happen to be surrounded by hundreds of acres. They're not our acres, but it looks like we own them. It looks like <laughs> it because we're in the middle on this small 20 acre piece, but out the window, uh, yeah. Two or three or four miles in the distance, you, it, on certain parts of the winter, you, it, it's snow covered. They're even they're not even high mountains; they're lower hill hills. But it's a beautiful snow covered wow. view right out our front window. So it's pretty cool. Wow, wow, that's it's just amazing, Steve. It's gonna happen one day. I'll I'll, I'll have a white Christmas. <laughs> no, it'll be fun. Yeah, we've had some of those where it literally. <laughs> We're out playing with the, you know, building snowballs, um, making snowballs and and, bu and building snowmen, all that stuff. Well, I guess we better get going. 
so we've got some you got some good revelation to share, Yvonne. I'm really looking forward to it. So I've got yeah. and then there's a video you, you're gonna run. So call for what you want when you're ready for it. Yeah. Well, I Steve, let me start with this. Last time I was on the show with you, we spoke about you know, ascending to the heavenly realms. It was a revelation that the Lord had given to me at the start of this year. And I think I remember I was sharing with you that for such a long time, I have been ascending into the heavenly realms. And the Lord was saying, Yvonne, how long are you going to keep this to you? And I was like, Lord, it's not me. And he said, you need to teach on that. You need to open that up to everyone so I took a step of faith. And last time I was on the show with you, that was our third event. And so we had this event where people came in on Zoom, Steve, and I was teaching them, guys, you do not need to wait until you die so that you can see heaven. Heaven is a real place. Wow. And I remember, you know, in John 17, let me actually start with yeah. this where Jesus said, John 17, 24, he said, Father, this is Jesus praying to his father. He said, Father, I want these whom you have to be with me where I am so that they can see all the glory that you have given to me. And I paused, Steve, and I thought the Lord said to me, Yvonne, what is the purpose of seeing all this glory after you die? What are you going to do with it? You're meant to ascend to the heavenly realms right now. See the glory with your own eyes. See the Lord like Isaiah. If Isaiah, Steve, in the Old Testament, saw the Lord seated and lifted high and his train filled the temple and he saw the glory of the Lord. If Ezekiel saw that, if John the Revelator saw that, if Paul the Apostle saw that, why can't we? We qualify because Jesus lives on the inside of us. And we have access by the blood of Jesus into the most holy place. So when I started to teach that, and I'll always say this, there's one qualification for you to access heaven. The one qualification is that you're meant to, you, you, you should die. But you, ha- you are dead already. We died in Christ. And the apostle Paul said, I die daily. And he said, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. So if I have died and Christ lives in me, why can't, why can't I enter into the most holy place and see yeah. Jesus, right? Yeah. See the glory. And the yeah. Lord said to me, Yvonne, there are different reasons why people don't ascend. Number one, there isn't sufficient teaching. Um, in actual fact, teaching is on the contrary. You know, it's like when you die, you will yeah. make it. That's all I was ever taught. I didn't, I, I had zero belief that anybody could visit heaven. And there was one prophet that we had heard about and that she got to see things in heaven, but it was always in vision form. God gave her a vision. And she never claimed to go, but she would describe it in such detail that I went. And so, but I mean, well, let me ask you something too. I I don't want to interrupt your flow, but like Kat, I've asked Kat and she says, I never asked for this. It just happened. So that was her story, her testimony. But other people will say, I did ask for this. So where where are you on that? Uh, Do you believe then? Christians should be seeking and asking 
to ascend is the term you're using, right? That's a good question, Steve. I'm going to be very honest with you. At the start, I didn't ask because I didn't know it was available. I, I yeah. had no idea. And I, rem I was sharing with you how the Lord began to minister to me about 12 years ago in trances. So the way it started, and I always tell people, I stumbled my way into the heavenly realms. I wasn't planning because I didn't know. No one taught me. I didn't know better. But every time I would, the Lord began to, spoke to speak to me out of be still and know that I am God. Now, I didn't know he was leading me into the heavenly realms through stillness. I, I had no idea. But I knew that there's something in that word. And so I began to say, Lord, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm having difficulty to be still because every time I would pray, I'm thinking about a thousand things. And this is the problem of many people. And so I began to pray for God to give me grace for me to come into a place of stillness. Yeah. Well, the Lord began to give me grace and I would enter into my prayer closet and Steve, I would be still. Like, I mean, it's Whoa. almost like I'm still. I can't even move. Steve, I would sit there for hours, not blink once. That's Whoa. not normal. Like, wow. literally, if you saw me and Mina would laugh at this because Mina would tell me, are you sure you are you sure you're praying? Are you sure you're not asleep? And I'm like, no, Mina, I am not asleep. Leave me alone. <laughs> Don't <laughs> okay. but I, I would just see him and hear him with that smirk on his face. <laughs> <laughs> so then I entered into stillness, Steve, and in those places, the Lord would begin to take me, and I would always see some a passageway that would open, like either a doorway, a hallway, a gateway, a stairway. There was always a way. But then I heard a voice inviting me to go up. So in that stillness, I had to release my spirit to go up into those places. And then my spiritual eyes were opened, and it was amazing. Now, this happened for years and years and years. I never shared it. The only time I shared it is when you actually heard me when I spoke um, on the treasure room in heaven. This is yeah. when, the, remember, that was for yeah. That, oh, yeah, that's how, I, that's how I first learned of you and your experience. That's why I invited you on the first show is because of that story. And you, yes. That was the, something that you went, you went. I went, Steve. I was there. I went into the treasure room and I was like, treasure room? And I saw all those. I actually went in the presence of the Lord. I, I was in his embrace. Wow. And then wow. he said to the angel, take, I'll never forget his voice. It's like I'm, I'm hearing it now. He said to the angel, take her. It was an order to the treasure room. And it was a time where we had lost everything. I was in a very low position. COVID was hitting. I was really, and I was thinking, I was questioning Lord, the Lord, am I in the right place? And he, and I saw this room, it was like a warehouse, but it reached to the level and I saw the treasure house, the room and many names and the angel pointed and I saw my name. And when he opened Steve, I was seeing stuff that no one knew that we had and we lost 
It was things that my father had and he lost. My grandfather, we gave up land to be Christians in Egypt. You know, we had to give up because we could not afford the amount of taxes. Otherwise, you had to convert to Islam. So my early grandfathers gave up everything just to keep the title Christian. That's all. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Wow. And in the treasure room. Are you, are you seeing there that specific piece of land in the room? Is that what? Contracts. I'm contracts. seeing I'm seeing paperwork. Um, I, and the angel showing me. And I'm seeing locations. And I'm wow. seeing. And, and the Lord said, Yvonne, this is his words to me. I held the enemy ransom. You have not lost it. Your job now is to empty the treasure room. I kept it safe. I redeemed it for you. And ever since that day, Steve, I can put my hand on my heart and say, he is emptying the treasure room. He is doing something great. So when, when he said, excuse me, just on that one, when he says empty the tre- treasure room, he means you. he wants you going there and with whatever you do, bring that back into your life, claim yes. it back, empty it. Absolutely. And wow. he said to me, I will give to you. He said this to me, Steve, I will restore to you what your father lost, what your grandfather lost, what your great-grandfather lost. He said, I want you to believe for it. Steve, I never prayed this way. I never saw that. I never understood that. And then I began to pray even until today. Lord, I claim back in the name of Jesus everything that was stolen back from my great-grandfather, from my Uh grandfather. It shall be restored to me. And I know, Steve, it had a lot. God has already started and a lot is coming. And I am believing it. And that's where you believe in the supernatural lifestyle. And so the Lord and I taught on that. You saw me on that show. Thousands of people sent emails and began to claim. I had a lady, Steve, she prayed that prayer. And she went into a Ponzi scheme over 30 years ago. She prayed this prayer and she opened up the mail. There was a check for the $40,000 that she had lost. Whoa. And the Ponzi scheme thing, was, was that something she was trying to do, some get rich quick thing? And so it was her fault. And so even though it was her fault, God still gave it back to her. He still considered that the enemy stole it from her, even though she was just being probably not very cautious and maybe, maybe almost a little selfish at the time. Yes, absolutely. And she said that, Steve. She actually said it was to do with church leadership. She said to me, Yvonne, she was in a church and there was a group of people in the church who had an idea to do some sort of an investment. So she did it out of good intention. She she yeah. did it, but it was but she lost the money. Yeah. Now, how would the Lord restore it to her? Uh, and I'm saying this, Steve, and our beautiful viewers hearing this, that's just to also generate faith for what they've lost and for what the Lord's about to do. And so this has been happening to me, Steve, but the difference was this. At the start of this year, the Lord began to tell me, you need to teach on this. And I want to invite my people to come up to those places. I want my people to see my glory. I want my people 
And wow. I want them to see it for themselves. He said, yeah. it's not enough. You coming on the shore, teaching on heaven. That's great. But I want them because, you know, Steve, you would agree with me. When you experience something for yourself, it's not like if I sit here for God knows how long and telling you how amazing it is, right? Yeah, when it's, not, you, it's, not, yeah it's a night and day different if you experience it yourself. No one can take that away from you. Uh, yes. Plus, plus you. Well, I, I wanted to ask you, uh, when, when you have been slowly emptying this room, have you seen things disappear and then they show uh, do you have any examples where where you know it's gone from the treasury room and this is how it how you've already received it anything that you can put your finger on Well I can say for example there was you know things that would come out of nowhere Steve like this is so for example God would you know send people from nowhere and the the, the idea that would send an email saying you know I want to bless you for this amount and when I look at the amount this is where it gets a little bit crazy it is an exact amount of an amount that I had lost previously. And wow. so what really got my attention is this. Why would someone send this exact amount with dollars and cents? Why that number? <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. And well, it's a, and then the, the, the answer is obvious because God <laughs> put that in their heart because he wanted you to know that amount was the payback for that specific transaction that you lost. Yes. And okay, that really answers a lot of questions. So he 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 would show you exact amounts and then yes. anything that's how you got it back. And then he, do you have yeah. a lot more to go that, that you have a lot more emptying of the treasury to go now? Yes. 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 And it, and, and Steve, there's things that I see there that are huge that I need to move in greater faith. Because, and so, you know what the Lord said to me? He said, you know what? I could empty that treasure room just like this. But guess why I'm not doing it just like this? And I said, why? He said, because it's not about the treasure room. It's about your trust in me and wow. your faith in me. So every time he would remind me, Steve, of something, and it would require me to move in faith. And when it's achieved, guess what? My faith goes to another level and I'm able to believe for the next big thing because of what has what God has already done in my life. Well, you know that I've talked with you. I won't say what it is, but uh, that I'm working on some things that are kind of big, uh, really big. Uh, and, and yet I've not seen what's been lost in heaven. I know that my family, my, my father, his father were never very well off. They all had the, the education and the possibility and the opportunities to have some prosperity, but they were always beneath prospering. It was yes. always like taken away. And there yes. was, and then, and then on my great grandfather's side, I don't know anything about him. So I'm, uh, I'm really curious about why is my faith so high to get this without even knowing if this is a payback from something? I don't know. Do you have any? Thoughts about that? Yeah, because it's where it's where the Lord's positioning you, Steve, for what's to come. 
That's what I see. There's, there's a huge call on your life, and, and, and I'm sure you know it. So the Lord gives you. So although you may not know or you may not be aware of how much was lost or not just that, how much the enemy stopped them from prospering. In other right, words, right. you know what I'm saying? How much yeah. God wanted them to prosper. Right. But the enemy always stopped them. Guess what, Steve? Because of your obedience, because of your faith, it will be, and because of the work that you are doing, you know, this is not a, a get-rich-quick scheme. Right. That That's not your heart. That's not my heart. Right. Our heart is the kingdom. Our right. heart is what we're doing in the world, being the answer. Because of that obedience, God says, okay, when it comes to my son, Steve, every blessing that was stopped in those previous generations that never made it, it will be deposited to him. So God gives you faith to believe for crazy things, like yeah. in the natural, right? If you yeah. share in the natural, okay, most people hearing you, they'll laugh at you. Yeah, they but would, they would. And I ask myself, because I know what it, what it is that I'm believing for, I ask myself, where did I get this? I mean, I'm not sitting there going, Steve, look look at your faith. I don't mean it like that. I'm going, where did I get this belief that God would dare to do that for me? Why? How is it that I'm believing for these amounts while yeah. at the same time saying, if God showered everything that I was believing for, if he just showered it, I'm not going to keep, I'm not going to quit doing what I'm doing. I'm going to keep doing Elijah's dreams and building the kingdom and all the things that we've heard us talk about and digging wells and now many, many, many more wells uh, yes. for, for years and years and years to come. I just, uh, it's just interesting to me um, because I, I don't know where this thing comes from because I, I know lots of people with lots of opportunity. Nobody ever talks about really prospering that way. Yeah. You know what, Steve? Your love for the Lord is another level. Your obedience to the Lord is another level. And the price you paid, even when ministry was tough, that is another level. And so as you love and see, even our viewers hearing this, it's about loving the Lord. Jesus said, yeah. if you love me, you will obey me. You know, and so it obedience comes out of intimacy. And so God begins to see that love and God begins to pour out faith for you to believe the impossible. Yeah. So this is what I believe is happening in your life. And so the start of the year, God said, teach on that. Have those encounters on Zoom where people come in. And Steve, those people came in, no expectation. They've never seen heaven. And they came in not believing that they will. Some said, Yvonne, I don't deserve to see heaven. Some said, will I really be taken up? Some said it was just amazing because they've never, ever had an experience. So we did the, um, we did the event. It was like two weeks ago. And so we even have another upcoming event in January 8th. We'll put the details later on the screen. But before we do that, I want to show the clips. Uh, the reason why I want to show this um, testimonies is that I want ordinary believers to believe that if God did this for ordinary people, God can do this for me. And That's that right. God inviting me to heal me to restore me and before steve i run the clip i just want to say a beautiful testimony this lady came on the event and she was taken up to heaven and guess what she had an abortion 
and uh, she had to have the abortion and she was feeling so bad that she had the abortion and you know she just felt like a murderer she felt guilty it was all those guilt on and although she repented yeah. many times the feelings of guilt would still come upon her and really haunt her she gets taken to the heavenly realms thinking she's going to see jesus or angels and guess who she sees she sees her baby and she gets to hear the voice of the lord and you won't believe what he said to her he said you need to name him and he said the name you give to him i will give to him in heaven wow and she named him steve i think she named him joshua of memory you know but she came back healed because guilt fell off her torment fell off her so why am i saying this what happens in the heavenly realms you can't get from a teaching you can't get from attending a conference it is god himself ministering to you directly knowing what you need and so i just really encourage people to do that but why don't we run the clip well, and before you run i just want to ask one qualifying question because oh. i haven't seen the clip i've seen one the last time you were on the show but i haven't seen this one when we see these testimonies do some say i know i went i felt i, I was there and do others do they mean I saw it in my mind's eye uh, and I feel like by faith I was there, but it was kind of in my mind. Is is it kind of a mixed bag? Some are more real than others feeling like, what would you say? Yes, I would say that some people, they are certain. They would tell you, I was there. I was taken. I saw angels. Other people may be like, I had a lady and I meant to put her in a clip. And she said, Yvonne, I didn't see. She was very honest. She said, I didn't see, but I felt. And she began to describe what was in her hands, what she was carrying. And she broke down in tears. And I thought, mm. I'm going to help her because you, God uses our five senses to connect us to the heavenly realms. Yeah. And so after the teaching, I normally get them to close their eyes and begin an impartation process and a lot of the impartation process is healing to the self you deserve to be there you are holy you are righteous because if if you're not going steep a lot of the time it's the enemy trying to tell you that you're not worthy god does it to yvonne because she spends hours in prayer he's not going to do it to you or look at your struggles look at what you're struggling with the truth is everything we ever receive has been by faith right yeah. are we saved yeah. because we deserve it are we healed because we deserve it so why can't we enter heaven it is by the blood of jesus by faith so yeah. some people feel i've i sense i went there other people are like i am there so you get to even see the difference in testimonies and i always say this to steve today was your number one experience it's not the end it yeah. is the start of a journey of ascending on a daily basis wherever wow. you're in the presence of the lord you know god is not a respecter of anybody and he did it to the apostle paul i love his words he said you know i know a man you know he's obviously obviously he's speaking by himself right yeah. i know a man. 
He was taken up to the third heaven, whether in the body, and this is an answer to your question, Steve, or out of the body. Some people, they will go with their body. They will actually feel that physically they are there. Some people will be out of the body. In other words, they will be here in the Zoom. They know their body is here. They haven't gone anywhere, but they had an out of body experience, which means bodies here and spirit ascended to see the throne room of God and then came back to us as well. Wow, nice. All right, well, let's watch. Here we go with that. I'm looking forward to it. Here we go. Yes. Well, I I just uh, experienced like, like um, seeing without form just that golden uh, area up above, kind of like a stairway, but I wouldn't call it, I didn't see the form of stairs. Right. Um, but I saw it up above. I had a lot of angels come on both sides of me. Kind of hard. You know, it's just. Oh, it, was, it was so beautiful. Um, I saw these blue, baby blue stairs. I never really touched them because they just carried me up. And, um, and then they just set me in the father's lap. And uh, I just wanted to stay there air and uh he just held me and i could feel his heart i could hear the children and see him playing off in the meadow but i just wanted to stay where i was at Man. immediately as um you started to speak and talk about breathing and releasing my body just felt like i had a warm blanket over me and it was just so peaceful and restful and i was just and and then I started to feel like the the blanket was getting heavier on my face, and then you're saying let's go up to let's ascend. And as I'm I'm, I'm struggling because I'm feeling like something's trying to hold me, and I'm saying I'm letting go. Um, and as I start, I just feel like I'm in this pillar of fire, and I I I'm just seeing like a pillar of fire, and then I see like ropes or whatever, and all of a sudden I see wings, and I started following the wings. And all of a sudden, a long, a big, big hand comes out and just touches my face. Tonight, I didn't see, but I felt mm. I was in his presence, very, very heavy, and something was in my hands, and they were really hot and heavy, and yeah. there was something alive in yeah. my hands. There was something alive, so. This is what I didn't see, I didn't hear, but I felt this. Wow. Wow. How precious. How precious. You know, every time I see those new ones, I hadn't seen these ones before just now, it becomes clearer and clearer and clearer and clearer that God wants me ascending and my wife ascending and our kids ascend. He wants us all to be able to do that. It was just like, even for the first few years that I knew Kat, I thought to myself, Kat didn't say this, but I thought it, it's for the few and they get to go and see and then they come back and t- teach us what they saw. But and then when I've gotten to know you, you have the trances every single morning. And I believe more and more and more and more that those experiences are for the many, not the few, if you're willing to give it the time. And it's yes. kind of like you said, you need to be still. Because I, I have heard you say, you know, you're talking about how Amina was giving you a hard time a couple of times. But I also know, because I've been to your place, where on the balcony you stay 
And yes. we're on the other side of the, do the, the, the glass door. And the instruction is, don't you dare disturb me, right? That, that you're as serious as a heart attack on that. So anyway, but I mean, I believe more and more now that's for the many of us, not just the yes. few. Yeah, Steve, it's an invitation. And one of the ladies said something so good, and that's why I included it, the one with the blanket. She said, I had to let go because although she felt the blanket, she felt the presence and an invitation, but a lot, lot of people, they're earthbound, and she needed to let go. It, so in those events and encounters, I even teach people what to do. Like, you know, how do you cooperate with the Holy Spirit? You basically teach them what no one taught me but what God taught me throughout the, the years so she had to let go so even our viewers hearing this now you need to let go let go of what's keeping you bound let go of anxieties let go and just allow yourself to be embraced by the father and the first one was like I sat on the father's lap you know Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. That was so, that. isn't that yeah. beautiful? Yeah, so it is I, beautiful and I, it was very real. You could tell it was very real. Yes. Um, <laughs> even if there's an element of it that somehow is by faith, it's still very real by faith. I mean, she... Yes, yeah, and I like the yeah. the woman who said, "I didn't actually touch the stairs, but they carried me up." I can see yeah. that. I can see that. Here's the stairs, and all of a sudden she's going up, and she doesn't even touch them, but they're taking her up. Pretty cool, really. Yeah, Pretty I went. Cool. So we have the next. We our next event is January eighth. And so if anyone's interested to join us and register, um, yeah, you just go to the website. And you just register for the event, celebratefreedomministries.org. And, yeah. you know, there's limited numbers. I try not take so many people to try and help them and hear their testimonies and what's happening in their life. But if you're interested to join us in ascending to the heavenly realms, there's the details on the website. Very, very good. And, okay. and remind people what form that is. Is this a, a couple hour event? Does this happen over a course of weeks or something? Or is this a, a one time event? What What is this that they would be signing up for? Sure, Steve, it's a one night event, but it okay. does go. I'm, I'm going to warn you now. Last time I said three hours, I couldn't help myself. We did four hours just okay. because, you know, it was the teaching, the impartation. Some were slain in the spirit. So I want to take my time with people. It's not like, come back, tell me what's happening now. It, some people were gone. And I had one lady, Steve, she went into a, a trance for one whole hour. She came back at the end of the um the testimony she came back and she didn't even know where she had been and then she was wow. one hour she was taken up um 60 minutes amazing so allow the event will start at 7 p.m allow at least four hours block out your calendar and i can tell you steve god is doing something crazy beyond my wildest dreams i never thought he would use us to do this on zoom and god said to me don't worry about zoom you know it's the holy spirit that does the work so it's not about a location or geographical location but you just people register you come in you get a zoom link and we go through the four hours and i can tell you people that have attended 
their life will never be the same after wow. they encountered the heavenly realms. Wow. Very, 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 very cool. All right. Well, I'm excited about that. All right. Well, let's, uh, where do you want to go from here? Do we want to go to this uh, dream yeah. number two there? I'm going to go on a dream, but I want to say something, Steve, because this is happening. I came to Australia last year. And last year, I spoke to so many people who were against President Trump. Okay. You, you just speak to people and they're just like, you know, they have their own, they've made up their own view. I came again now, and this is the shift that I'm seeing. And I say this because it's a good shift. The same people who used to be against him are now for him. Now, and you told me that before. And so to clarify, you're talking about your people that you know in Australia, and, and a lot of them, and probably not just the ones you know, but I mean, lots and lots and lots of people were kind of Trump haters in, in Australia. And in the length of, of a year's time, everybody watching Trump and watching Biden, all of a sudden, they be, the haters became Trump lovers. That's what I think you're saying. Is that Absolute, right? Absolutely. Wow. That's huge. That's huge. And, and I'm excited because people can see. People yeah. are starting to see behind the scenes. They're starting to see what's happening. So as we are doing this show, I know that many from Australia watch Elijah's, Elijah's streams. And so I just want to urge the people from Australia to pray for the United States and to pray yes, for God to have his way and to pray for God, for people even in the U.S., more and more people to see that God called him. God called him. God wants him. And it's going to be heaven ruling in, in this coming few months that we're going to say. So I wanted to say that because I was full of joy when people came up to me. And Steve, man, there were people that came up to me. And I wanted to tell them, you guys don't even know that you're prophesying. You know, they were like, Trump's going to be back. He's going to be back. And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. So so I wanted to That's say great. that. But let now me get. By the way, you're, just for people to know, you're, you, you, you were from or you lived in the Sydney area, right? Yes. Just, for, just so people kind of know where, where in Australia this all is. And that, okay. <laughs> and, and a lot of them have changed. And, but did they say, did anyone say, what happened, uh, Yvonne, is that I hated Trump until such and such and such happened. Did anybody tell you what made the switch back to? You know what it is, Steve? What? Yeah, you know what it is? They felt that the media had lied to them about what Biden can and cannot do. And that they're very disappointed. This is a word that I heard from so many people. You know, it's almost like people were promised that this guy is the real deal. And now they're thinking, man, we had it good during the days of Trump. Wow. And when they say in that simple way, I honestly, right, I had a big smile on my face. I was like, oh, God, you're doing it. You're doing it. <laughs> you're doing it, God. So I just want to encourage people hearing this. We're up for a big celebration, guys. We really, really are, you know, up to see prophetic words spoken in the show, being fully fulfilled, celebrating God, celebrating that God has his way. And this is the word God gave me for December, and we're going to begin to unpack it. But heaven rules. Heaven rules. And it's going to be heaven overruling earth, because that's what happens, and that's what's yeah. been happening.
So just to hear, to, you know what, it's, sometimes it's so cool to hear the opinion or the view of ordinary people. I'm talking about simple people, not people in government, not people in, in politics, no. Simple yeah. people who are just sitting there behind the TV, watching the news, and they could see. They could see, you know. So it's just encouraging because you know what I say to them? Pray for the U.S., Pray yeah. for the Lord to have his way. Pray yeah. for him, you know? And they're like, yes, we're praying, we're praying. Yeah, so sorry. I encourage people hearing this, yeah. you know, that there's people in Australia praying for the U.S. and that God yeah. has his way. He's already marching. God is already getting the troops ready. <laughs> and you know what? I, you know, none of us, we all agree that we don't worship Trump. He's not the Lord. The Lord is the Lord. But yes. But as an appointed man of God, as a Cyrus of our generation, of our day and age, he has willingly taken the slings and arrows hit after hit after hit after hit after hit. He's taken them all willingly in order to help this earth, um, in order to help the U.S. first and foremost, but then the rest of the earth. He loves he loves God's people throughout the earth, and, and he's not he doesn't only care about just the Christians. He cares about the people that, that want a good life for their family, you know. And so I, I just I just honored Trump for that, President Trump, Commander yeah. in Chief Trump, all of the above, you know. But uh yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. I mean he's and, like go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, and Steve there was someone who said something to me. You know what he said? He said, why is Trump being so persecuted? He, he, the, you know what he said? He said, I've never seen any president in the United States before that's going in court, being dragged like this. And I just laughed. I said, don't you know why? Don't you know why they're doing this? And don't you know why they're trying to do this even now? You know, yeah. they're trying to disqualify him from, you know, coming into the elections again. But no one can. No one can because God had said his word. So even people are thinking, that's so unjust. That's that's injustice. That's yeah. unfair. You know, yeah. you're talking about ordinary people, Steve, that are just sitting there. They're watching the news and they're thinking, this is not right. There's right. something happening there that doesn't fit, you know, what God is trying to do. So I'm just rejoicing. We yeah. get to go on the journey, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's been a fun, it's fun, it's a fun journey. I'm ready for it to be over, but when you really look back on it, it seems like these three years have taken forever, and yet, three years, it hasn't taken so long. We could, we lived through that. We're, yeah. we're alive. We're stronger for it. Yes. We're digging deep. We, it didn't happen quite as fast as we thought. Maybe yes. not even nearly as fast as we thought, but we're okay. <laughs> that didn't hurt us. You know, we, we had to dig our roots in deeper, you know. Yeah. yeah. But it's I think it's to value what we're about to have, Steve. You I know, it's right. to value what we're about to have. Sometimes you you take a lot for granted until you no longer have this thing. And yeah. I think now it's the process that God's taking his people on, that his people now that were against God's choice are now changing their mind and thinking, no, I think God actually wants him. I think God, and as you said, it's not about a person, but it's about who did God appoint at yes. the start. 
That's right. all that this is about. So I wanted to share this on the show because I'm celebrating already. I'm studying early celebrations for what God's about to do. <laughs> and I was encouraged. People encouraged me. And I'm here to encourage others, you know, to pray and to believe for the upcoming victory. Yeah, so good. So good, so good. <laughs> all, right. all right. So now let's get into this. This is this is I'm not going to say um, freaky, but Steve, I have had two dreams. So I was praying for December and yes. I have had two dreams and I'm going to share the two dreams, but they are one dream was on Thanksgiving, November 23rd, 2023. Okay. And the second dream was November 24. Again, one day after Thanksgiving, I had this other dream. And so I'm going to tell you what the first dream was, but the dream, I labeled it like this. I labeled it, chop down the tree. And I tell you why I, I named it like this. In the dream, it was so clear that I was in a forest. I had never been in this forest before. But in the forest, Steve, I saw different size trees. I saw trees that were huge. And when I mean huge, I mean that they were so big. The trunk was so big. They pretty much covered a lot of smaller trees that were around them. And so I am walking in this forest. And for a time, I was enjoying this forest. And as I walked between the forest, out of nowhere, I saw what seemed to me like a giant, but the giant was so scary. He was huge. And so I don't even know if he was a giant or if he was a beast. I really don't know. But this is what I saw. And I literally, Steve, woke up. I could not even catch my breath. Whoa. But I grabbed that diary. And I was like, i got to grab a pen because I knew God was speaking. And I had to write it so quick so that I don't forget the details of the dream. But as the giant was walking, there were big trees bending to the giant. And the giant had four horns. And I don't still understand why the Lord showed me four horns. I'm still praying into that. But what I saw is as the giant was walking, the big trees were bending. Not every big tree. Some were, some weren't. And the, the, the giant or the horns, he was bending and touching the trees with his horns, inserting mm. something in the tree. Really? And I looked back and that tree was seemed to be revived. It seemed like there was nothing wrong, but I heard two things. I heard a voice say, chop that tree. And then out of nowhere, Steve, something came from the trunk and it just slammed the trunk of the tree and that tree fell when the tree fell, I looked to the side and all the smaller trees that were covered and there was not enough sunlight coming to them, all of a sudden they began to prosper. Mm. I couldn't catch my breath. I was like, Lord, where is that? Whenever the Lord shows me a dream, there's always somewhere in the Bible where he takes me to that dream. And I said, where is it in the Bible that a big tree gets instantly chopped? 
And the Lord takes me, Steve, to Daniel 4. And in Daniel 4, you get to meet Nebuchadnezzar. And Nebuchadnezzar is a king. So the Lord began to tell me, Yvonne, December has to do with government. It is a governmental month. Whether God is dealing with the government in the church area or God is dealing with the government in the politics area, God is dealing with government. And so Nebuchadnezzar was a king. And in Daniel 4, he has a very similar dream to what I have had. He calls in Daniel and says to him, I had this dream. And in this dream, I saw a tree and the tree grew and covered the ends of the earth. It was huge. It was so strong. And then he heard a voice saying, chop down the tree and cut off its branches, strip off its leaves and scatter its fruits. Let the beasts get out from under it. And what did I see in the dream? A beast. I yeah. saw a beast. And it said, let the beast get from under and the birds from its branches. And so the Lord began to chop the tree and Daniel interpreted the dream. And Daniel said to him, Oh, King, I wish this was anyone else, but not you. This dream is you. God is going to chop you off. And the and he says this to um, Steve, Daniel 4.29. He said, the reason God is going to do this to you is that so you know that heaven rules. And I stopped there. God is going to display his glory his power in the area of government, whether this is again to do with the country or the church, but we're coming into a month where we're gonna be seeing big trees being chopped off instantly. Big trees like not just one, but big trees with an S. Big trees with an S. And right. I tell you something, Steve, one of those is gonna be Hamas. And I tell you something about Hamas. What I'm about to share with you is going to be shocking to so many people. Shocking. Because the Lord is opening up scripture to me. And many people don't even know this. Did you know that the word Hamas is mentioned in the Bible? No idea. I had, I had no idea. I had no idea. Where is it mentioned in the Bible? Did you know that the word Hamas in Hebrew is the word violence? Mm. It's the same root word. And I was like, it's actually the same word, not the same root. It's the same word. So if you go to a Hebrew dictionary and go to the word violence in English, in Hebrew, it will be translated as Hamas. And the first mention of that word violence is actually Genesis 6, 11, where God, it says this. Now God saw that the earth had been corrupt and was filled with Hamas which means filled with violence. And so God observed all this corruption in the world for everyone on earth was corrupt. So God said, I decided to destroy them. And so from the book of Genesis chapter six, even in Hebrew, that word violence in English is translated as Hamas in Hebrew. So no wonder why they picked this demonic name for the organization. So we're going to be seeing 
demonic organizations that are deeply rooted in the area of government being chopped up like this. I mean, I mean, instantly. And I heard the chopping of that tree. I heard the way that it fell. And then you said this to him. He said to him, the kingdom, O king, has departed from you. Wow. It's done. It's done. And although he said to him, repent and come back to God, he didn't. In actual mm. fact, let me tell you what he did. The dream gets fulfilled in the 12th month. It says this. It says, and all this came at the end of 12 months. So we're coming into that now towards the end of the year. And he said this. He was walking and he looked at himself and he said, is not... Is not this great Babylon that I have built with a royal dwelling by my mighty power and for the honor of my own majesty? Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Now, back to the show. Wow. 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 Yeah. A a haughty, prideful, arrogant thing. This was already after he had already lost the kingdom yeah this is he had the dream and then you said to him you're gonna lose the kingdom and so 12 months go by and on the 12 month steve he does this he's like full of pride and it says this it says while the words were still coming out of his mouth a voice from heaven said to him king nebuchadnezzar to you it is spoken. The kingdom has departed from you. Wow. Wow. So God is dealing, Steve, with those in the area of government. And we will see two things coming. We will see big trees. In other words, those who see themselves as powerful, those who see themselves, they are corrupt, they are violent, but they're thinking this, Steve, no one can get me down they're prideful and God is saying watch me watch me chop this tree with my own hands and so it was their pride so God is dealing with two areas pride and violence pride and deceit pride and corruption it's gonna be dealt with but I love this verse that I read in Daniel 4 26 you will watch and see that heaven rules heaven rules and so this was the dream that I had. And as the Lord began to tell me, he said this, I'm finalizing affairs with many and I'm dealing with them in the area of pride and corruption. And so even violence, you get to see that from early Genesis, that word, no wonder why they picked that word for their organization. I know that Hamas organization did not exist since Genesis, but it's not that they are known for violence. They are known to kill others. And so that was, there's a demonic spirit behind their name and behind what they stand for. And that is violence. So we're going to be seeing them get chopped down and they will be chopped down so quick because it's not even Israel that's doing it. It's God himself that's doing it. It's God. And the same is going to happen in the U.S. The same is going to happen in different countries. Those big trees that are not allowing the sunlight to even come on those who are trying to do the right thing, they will be. 
Yeah, and then yeah. I get. Yeah. I, I, can I just ask this? Let's say, uh, so it would be people. Let's say even Biden, someone like Biden, who who thinks he's all of that. But might it be the mayor of a small town who's a big tree who's controlling everybody? And mm-hmm. might it be a CEO of a hospital who is doing things that's killing patients instead of saving them? It's like yes. that. Anyone yes. that and, and where they think that what they're doing is so important and they yes. have control and God's going to take that away from them in a moment. Yes, absolutely. And Steve, I, I have to say this, church leaders. Okay. Wow. Because go, you're talking about government, you know, the government of the yeah. church or church leaders and this, I'm not obviously mentioning any names, but you know, right. it's already started. But you know that there's going to be big names, big names, shocking to people. And the next day, those big names are chopped off. And you're like, how did this happen? Well, demonic government in the church. God cares for his church. He cares a lot. So you will get to see big names being chopped off. But what you will well, also- and it would be, the, the, I'm just going to use general terms. It would be people in the church. Or one of the fivefold, as an example, pastors are one of the fivefold ministries, apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists. Somebody, is, uh, for instance, would say to himself, I can get away with saying this or doing that because what I'm doing is so important. God will never remove me because what I'm doing here for souls or whatever it would be is so important. God will will, will not well, look the other way when I do this or say that or declare this. Yes. Right? Something like that. Yes. And Steve, I know that there are prophets out there, and this is not to condemn anyone. It's a warning. It's an alarm to repent. There are prophets that are being bought out by a church. You know, you, wow. you, you come to my church, you are my prophet. Remember the days of Micah? When Micah in the Old Testament, he got two priests to stay with him. And he was so in sin. Same thing. You are to come to my church and you are to prophesy what I want you to prophesy. Wow. You are wow. not to prophesy what the Lord, what the Lord is showing you. And if you say what the Lord's showing you, then you are not gonna get, you're not get, you're gonna, I know people that are like that. Wow. So this is the word that God is saying, church, wake up. This is not just government, this is church government. No one, God is not a respecter of a person. But at the same time, Steve, God began to remind me of Isaiah 61, 3, that God's children will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. So those people, the remnant that are doing the right thing and they are faithful and they are serving, they will be like oak trees. They will begin to display. So we will get to hear of new names that we've never heard of before, you know? And they're like, whoa, where, where did this come out from? Yeah, Who where is- did these, yeah, where did these people come from? We never heard of them, but God knew of them. Yeah, yes. God knew their faithfulness. They're from some of the 7,000 that never bowed their knee to Baal, to use the Elijah event. Um, yeah, but they were they were either hidden or repressed or overshadowed, was you think of the big tree that, this person in their lives or in this region 
are so important, self-important that they overshadow all of these little, yes, supposedly yes. insignificant. Yeah, that's a that's a sobering thing. I hope I hope anyone any one of us listens very closely. You know, myself included. You know, I want to make sure all of us. Yeah, yeah all of us, Steve. Yeah. All of Steve, it's it's to test our hearts before the Lord, and we're not bowing to the beast or to the giant. We are believing God, and it's gonna be God who's gonna raise us up as oaks of righteousness for the purpose of displaying his splendor. But I say this because as we move from December, January, I don't want people to be disappointed thinking, you know, I really believed in this person, and this happened to him, and he no longer exists. Focus on Jesus. You keep, don't be, don't allow people to be stumbling blocks in your journey, but fix your gaze on the author and the finisher of your faith. Jesus never let you down. So you should never be let down by anyone else as you focus on the Lord. So this is that that one. The other one, I know it, I'm going to be quick because I want to see if I could read the word. But the next one, Steve, is a vision of a snake. This was November 24th, the second day after Thanksgiving. Something crazy happened. I saw myself standing and I saw this huge snake and it was surrounding me. And I looked and I knew that I had to do something. And right next to me, I had a sword and a hammer. And what did I do? I went to grab the sword. I went to grab the sword and I wanted to just think, you know what? I'm going to chop this snake in half. And I heard the Lord say, no, if you do that, it will still bite you because the head is still intact. Leave the sword, pick the hammer. You need to crush the head because that's what I've done on the cross. And literally, Steve, in this dream, I grab a hammer and I just smash the head of this snake. All of a sudden, I see this massive word displayed, reconciliation. And I'm not going to go into this right now, but me, I was sharing with you that God has done major reconciliation in the last few days beyond my understanding and i'm saying this because those hearing this if you need reconciliation in your family and i won't go in the details but just grab the the hammer in the spirit and crush the head of that snake that's behind all of this destruction and i see this word for families in december steve that they shall be major reconciliation as the Lord has done this in our extended family. God is doing this with people who are going to receive this word and take this word for the month of December. Good. And the snake re- represents, are we talking, is he the, he's basically the enemy himself, Satan himself, or, or the demonic assigned to a person that might be the snake. And you're saying, take, Take a hammer to that snake. You're not talking about taking a hammer to a person, anything like no. that. Yeah. No. There's, our fight is never, and I'm, I'm glad, Steve, you clarified that. Our fight is never against flesh and blood. Yeah. It's never against people. But there's always a demonic spirit behind the person, moving the person. So when yeah. the Lord showed me, 
I was like, Lord, I'm thanking authority over the demonic spirit that's getting this person to believe lies. And so as I begin to do that, as I repented more before the Lord, breakthrough took place. So our fight, Steve, is not against people. This is not a physical that you do this is an act in the spirit that you say lord in the dimension of the spirit i'm grabbing a hammer and i crush the head of every demonic spirit that's moved people against me good 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 now on this you might have done this out of order but my number five says work for december but did you give that already then i already gave it yes so if Yeah, we can yeah. just pray. Um, and yes. I know it will be published, so whatever you choose. Yeah, so go ahead and pray for the people and whatever God gives you. And thank you, by the way, for these. This is lot this thing was filled with words of wisdom, um, world words of insight, words of knowledge, words words of counsel. You know, it's like the sevenfold spirit of God in what you shared today, really, really deep. And so and and most prophetic people, yourself included, are forerunners or first fruits. So what happened to you in a situation where reconciliation came, you now know God's saying this is going to happen to people. And now you can tell them and describe it, which you just did. You know, yes. so what uh, I just I do want to ask this. So two or three or four people or 400 or 4,000 are saying, OK, I got some situation in my family. Christmas is coming. This is when it's the snake always shows its ugly head. We got this about crushing Satan, but uh, under their feet and smashing the enemy's head, and so that's certainly prayer. How what would how would they posture themselves related to a specific relationship? Okay, because we're not going to mention the relationship. How would they then posture before God? What how would they bring the relationship before God in faith? Can you just give a couple words about that? Absolutely, Steve. You know, Steve, I'm going to be so honest and tell you what I have done. The the situation that was going on for a long time. And so now we're going to the wedding and I just needed reconciliation. And if God did not come through, I know it wasn't going to happen. So I remember sitting with Esther and saying, repent. And so I held Esther's hand and she prayed and said, Lord, we repent from anything that we're even unaware of. And we began to pray for this person that we couldn't do that in the past. And I said, Lord, give us grace to just pray for them to get their heart ready. So after prayer, God gave me so much strength. And this is what I did, Steve. I called this person and I said this, and this is very hard for so many. Um, The person actually reached out to me the night before, and and this was the sign to give me the boost. So he called and said, I need help. I just don't know how to move forward. I'm stuck. And so after I prayed, after I received grace, I called the person and I said this, I don't require an apology and I don't stand on my rights because Jesus did not stand on his rights when he forgave me. So I'm just here to tell you that I love you as if nothing ever happened. Would you accept my apology? And this person broke down, Steve, broke down, broke down. I did not expect the breaking down. And, you know, I, it has been glorious the last three days, peace, joy. I was like, and I'm celebrating because heaven backed me up. So people hearing this. 
can you please begin to ask for grace before you do anything? Because without grace, we can't forgive. We can't great without grace. We can't tell anyone I'm not standing on my rights. I don't, you know, you would say something like I'm demanding an apology. I'm not demanding anything, you know, and God brought a breakthrough, which Steve, you know, I shared with you. So I say, I speak out of experience. And when God does something with me, whether it's in the treasure room, whether it's the reconciliation, I know that God did it, not for me, but for me to tell you that if God did it for an ordinary person like me, God wants to do it with you. That's why you're hearing this. That's why you're listening to this. So ask for grace, ask for repentance and go and try and take a step of faith. And, and Steve, I've got to say this, cooperate with the Holy Spirit. I didn't move when, until this person did something. So I knew that God was saying, God gave me the green light to go yeah. ahead and take a step of faith. So please don't go out on your, by yourself. Make sure you have a green light. God is with you and you're sure this is what God wants you to do. You pray, you release forgiveness, and you go for it. And most importantly, you do not stand on your right. God, Jesus never stood on his right on the cross when he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, forgive them. For they do not know what they are doing. So, if, if a person is stand, standing on their right, if they if the if they were going to try and stand on their rights, they would say, "I have a right to be apologized to. I have a right that you hurt me so bad you, that you. Sh I have a right to be apologized to. That that's a non-starter, right? That'll get nowhere fast. Yes. So you're saying, "I I like what you said." Um, and, and, you know, there's a subtle thing that they can step in it the other way where someone says, the first thing I'm going to do is say, I forgive you for all you've done against me. That's kind of not that. It depends on how you say that. That could be that could be full of poison if it if you said it wrong. Right. You know, yeah. say, I like what you did. You just said, I'm going to I'm going to treat this as if nothing ever happened between you and me. That just fixed everything. Nobody had to say something before the other one would do something. Yes. Other than other than I love, you know, yeah. Okay, yes. well, go ahead and pray for the people. I, people are more ready now, I think. So. Yes, amen. Steve, I just want to say one sentence before I pray. Yeah. When, I, when I spoke to this person, you know what I said to you? The Holy Spirit said, oh, you haven't crushed the head of the snake. And I said, oh, how am I meant to do that? And he said, Ask to pray for him. And so I prayed. Then I said, can I pray for you? And he said, yes. And you know what I did? I said, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I free him from the poison of, I crush the head of the snake. I break attachment between him and the demonic spirit that's been feeding him lies. And when I said this, the peace of God all over. So this is how, this is a practical way of, yeah. come on, this is how you crush the head of the snake. So wow. let's pray. Yeah, very good. Wow. Okay. Amen. Holy Spirit, come. Thank you. Thank yes, you for Lord. your presence. Thank you for every word that you have given. Thank you for your revelation. We love yes, you, Lord. And we honor you, Holy Spirit. Magnify the name of Jesus. Intensify your presence. Let the power and love be felt through every single person watching this. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you thanks for what you are about to do.
And Lord, we humble ourselves before you right now and we repent, God. We repent of anything that we have done intentionally or unintentionally. And we just thank you because as we enter the month of December, you are the one who will be chopping every tree that is not from you. You're coming against pride. You're coming against violence and deceit. And Lord, I decree and declare that you will be making room for your people to grow like trees of righteousness. Father, in Jesus' name, I decree and declare that you will be making room for your people to grow even in the area of government, that you're chopping off those bad trees and making room for your trees to be planted in every area. Even in the area of the church, you're making room for those people that you have gifted. Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, we come into your presence and we forgive. We release forgiveness. And Lord, we do not stand on our rights. Lord, I just pray that right now you will release grace for those people hearing this. They're saying, Yvonne, I want to do this, but I just can't. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I release grace, your grace to come upon them, your strength, your compassion, the peace of God, that as they come into Christmas season and New Year, oh God, it would be a glorious celebration. of your glory that families will be united that prodigals will be back that marriages will be restored God that your presence will fill Father in the name of Jesus every family watching Elijah's dreams at the sound of my voice that you would release Lord this reconciliation as you've done it with me God that you will do it with them and Father right now we bind and crush the head of every demonic spirit that is working behind the scenes those demons that are speaking against us those demons that are coming to torment us that are speaking lies even to our family members, making them believe lies and accusation against us and condemning us. We crush the head of those demonic spirits right now and we break their power. We got come in the realm of the spirit and we thank you for freedom. Every soul tie that we have to them intentionally or unintentionally, it is broken. It is released. And Lord, I thank you for what you're doing with President Trump. I thank you for the great victory that's coming. I thank you that you're changing the hearts of many and opening the eyes of the understanding to see and to hear. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for December. I thank you for a great month of surprises. I thank you and I decree this, that it's going to be the month of the grand finale of the year, that you kept the best until last, that you will be surprising your precious saints in this month in the name of jesus amen and amen and amen amen wow very very powerful today yvonne thank you so much god bless you for your faithfulness and your you know you know you and i got to got to know the details behind that one and it's it was very instructive to me uh i don't know of any family that doesn't have a relationship that needs to be restored. They probably exist, but it's probably pretty rare, and, and especially around holiday time. So, yeah, that's very, very cool. So, 
Very, very cool. So, all right. Well, God bless you, Yvonne. And uh, so Mina is, Mina is in the air by now? Yes. So he's coming okay. tomorrow morning. It's going to be Saturday morning when he arrives. Yeah. Wow. It'll be nice to see you guys back together, the whole, all four of you. So great. Yes. Well, God bless you, Yvonne. We'll see you all. That you all are seeing this on Friday morning. Johnny will be with us on Monday for Johnny and the filter. So don't miss that. Have a great day, great weekend, everybody. Merry Christmas, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.